a big week for Arizona basketball, football, and women's basketball recruiting, and some other little tidbits going around. Let's get to it here on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. As always, the show is brought to you by LinkedIn. All right, we've got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk some Arizona men's basketball, a little bit of uh, Arizona football as well, recruiting, and some Arizona women's basketball, and who knows, maybe some other points if we got a little bit of time. But first, obviously, Arizona basketball is what pretty much runs the ship here in Tucson, and we need to talk a little bit about the latest developments here because, again, we're kind of in a new era, a new trajectory here with Tommy Lloyd. So... Let's talk, first and foremost, let's talk about Kwame Evans Jr. Now, we've talked about it a great deal. The 2023 recruiting class is really where Tommy Lloyd is making looking to make his bones right here. And you can understand why. It's the first class where he'll have been in Tucson. He'll be able to show the kids a product out there. And let's be honest here, a product that's pretty enticing to watch. So... Again, 2022 was about, you know, get a couple priority players, get your guys overseas. He had been looking at Henry Vesar for a long time, obviously ended up getting him. He, uh, you know, you bring in some transfers, your Courtney Ramey's, your Gerald Henderson's, guys like that. But you've got a, you've got now the 2023 class where that's where you're going to make your bones. And it started off, obviously, with the commitment of K.J. Lewis. Five, well, in my opinion, a five-star wing out of Texas, actually hung out here in Tucson for a little while, and at the, uh, but now he's back in Texas playing at Duncanville High School. So take that for what it's worth, but I would imagine his rankings are going to go up the chart quite a bit, just being that he's going to be playing against better competition out there. Then, obviously, Kylan Boswell, which I think is the linchpin to everything. You get a point guard that Tommy Lloyd wanted. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about it. That's the guy that Tommy Lloyd prioritized, and there's a lot of reasons why. He's, he's efficient with the ball. He certainly, uh, he looks like a multi-year player. Could certainly see him being a three-year guy at the U of A. Wouldn't surprise anybody in the least. And he just gets basketball. He's a floor general. So where are you going to fill out the rest of that roster with right there, I think is what we're talking about. So Kwame Evans Jr., big man out of Florida, top five to top ten player in the nation, depending on where you look at it. He's an interesting guy because he actually, he and his camp reached out to Tommy Lloyd. And a lot of times when you're a top five to six player, you don't have to reach out to other people. They reach out to you. But it shows you the interest, though, that he had in the U of A. And Lloyd, after doing a little bit of his due diligence, obviously decided that this was a good, uh, this was a good player to go after. So, Right now, by all accounts, Arizona is the leader in the clubhouse for him. He's going to be announcing here short. He's going to be announcing here in early August. We'll certainly keep you up to date on everything going on there. But so far, so good when it comes to Kasia, or, uh, to Kwame Evans Jr. And he will be the highest rated guy that Tommy Lloyd has brought in to this point. 
Now, the other guy that I think a lot of people need to keep an eye on is Cody Williams. He's out of Phoenix, and we've talked about it before, that if you're in Phoenix, there's generally a pretty good opportunity that Arizona's going to be able to get you because it's just happened in the past. You look at the players that have come through the U of A over the years, and if Arizona wants you, they generally get you, especially if you're a native Phoenician, whether it's your Mike Bibby's, your Richard Jefferson's, your Channing Fry's, your Jared Bayless, your Nick Johnson's. I can go on and on. Dale and Terry. I can go on and on down the list, but I don't need to. You get the point. Um, but Cody Williams, he's not necessarily as highly thought of as some of those as some of those other guys, mainly because while he's very good, he's raw. And I think that people need to take an opportunity to, you know, just kind of slow down a little bit. But if he's a two or three year player at the U of A, he's probably an All-American by the time he's a small or a, by the time he is a, uh, a junior at that small forward spot. So right now, Arizona loves where they are with Kwame Evans. I'll believe Cody Williams doesn't come here when I see it just because of the history and everything that unfolds. OK, now let's talk some Arizona men's football. Let's talk some Arizona football recruiting here. Now, everybody knows about the class that Jed Fish brought in last year that was absolutely loaded with players across the board. It was a class that you generally don't see here. And honestly, I'm not sure that you really will. I don't think that you really will too many other times unless it's Jed Fish bringing it in. He brought in everything. He brought in five-star kit. He brought in five-star wide receivers. He brought in the transfer portal, maybe the best wide, one of the two or three best wide receivers in the transfer portal. He also brought in the Pac-12 freshman of the year at quarterback. You name it, he pretty much did it. Now, the one thing that he didn't do was, and again, this is especially when you start late, it's difficult because of the nature of the position. It was difficult for him to get size on the offensive and defensive line, and that's certainly where he's prioritized this recruiting class. But more so than anything, he's prioritized size across the board, and I love it. If he's going to miss, he's going to miss big. And, you know, as, as much as, you know, Rich Rod was able to do some things here at the U of A, you always looked across and said, man, that other team's just bigger than we are. And after a while, it just kind of becomes deflating because you can imagine what the 250-pound nose tackle is thinking. Sure, he's trying hard, but he's also going against guys who are over 100 pounds more than him. Jed Fish isn't going to play that game. Jed Fish is, like I said, if these kids aren't going to be good, they're going to miss, he's going to miss big. And let's just look at this recruiting class. And there's a couple guys, obviously, the committed that we need to kind of touch up on briefly. Braden Dorman, 6'5 QB out of Colorado. Not much that needs to really be said about Dorman other than the fact that he is a huge dude. Again, probably 6'5", 215. He looks like he could easily be a 235, 240-pound quarterback by the time that he's done uh, rowing. And that's the guy that Fish obviously looked at. It's kind of a juxtapose to the previous year when you get Noah Fafita, about 5'8". So you're going to have the uh, you're going to have the opposite of both ends or uh, both of spectrums right there. So that should be interesting to see what happens. But let's talk about the guys who are going to protect Braden Dorman and who are going to try to get after Braden Dorman's counterparts. And right now, Arizona got a offensive line commitment from Eliah Payne out of uh, Las Vegas. Now, this is what I'm talking about right here. He's a three-star recruit. I get it, but. He's six foot seven. He's two hundred and eighty-five pounds, and he also has offers from ASU, Arkansas, Florida State, and Georgia Tech. 
you can do the uh, you know you can do the math there. Those are other schools. Those are the kind of schools that you should be competing against kids or uh, programs to get. You should be competing against the Tulane's and the Tulsa's. These are the kind of schools you should be beating out players for. And they got that. Payne is. I'm not sure that he's gonna. Because a lot of times with these guys, they're six foot seven, two eighty. There's a lot of weight that needs to be redistributed. Let's just put it that way. But he's gonna come in here. He's going to be probably put in the weight room. Might redshirt for a year, but it wouldn't surprise at all if this is a multi-year starter. These are the kind of guys that you build an offensive line with. All right, now a couple other guys that we need to touch base on. Iapani Lalulu. Okay, so. He's the highest-rated guy still on the board. Four-star interior offensive lineman out of Hawaii. He can go to Michigan. He can go to pretty much wherever he wants. He's about six foot two, three hundred forty pounds. Um, he's a lot. He's built a lot like Jonas Sabanea, who came in this past year, obviously, uh, and has an excellent chance of starting on the offensive line. Arizona got a, a real gem right there, and Lalulu is kind of the same way in that he's high, more highly regarded, but you would expect him to be able to come in here and start or at least get some immediate playing time. He's got that type of skill. He's got that type of talent. He's got that type of frame. And honestly, he's been recruited as such. So there's no reason that he can't be that guy as well. Now, some of the other guys that you need to certainly keep an eye on right now, and again, stop me if you get a recur recurring theme here, but now looking again on the offensive and defensive offensive line, you got Sione Filame, six foot six, three hundred and fifteen pounds. Then you've got Kylie Tufaye, six foot seven, three hundred and twenty pounds. These are three star kids that are you're competing with the Colorados, the Oregon States of the world. But again, these are power five players though. So I don't really these are power five programs that you are going against. It's off to Jed Fish to be able to coach these guys up when they get to the U of A. But I love the strategy that he's employing right here. Again, if you're going to miss, you're going to miss big. And he's going for big time. He's going for big, big dudes. Now, we're going to talk about the skill positions here in just a second. But, you know, how many times have you, as an Arizona fan, looked across the field and said, oh, gosh, that team is way bigger than we are? I mean, it pretty much happens. It pretty much happened all the time. So, I'm okay with being a little bit bigger than the other team. Now, let's talk about uh, some of the other players that you need to keep an eye on here. Trey Spivey, six foot four wide receiver out of Chandler. I would imagine that he's going to end up at the U of A as well. Now, he's fascinating because he is, first of all, he's from the best program in the state and consistently the best program in the state. If you look at Chandler, Chandler's producing one NFL player pretty much every year. They might even be... Uh, multiple people at at times, but generally over a 20-year period, you're going to see 15, 15 to 20 players from Chandler that end up in the NFL, and that's just because the best players generally go there, the biggest kids generally go there, and a lot of them obviously end up leaving the state. Now, you'd love to keep Spivey home. He is, uh, again, a three-star wide receiver, but he's the kind of guy you get, and if you can get him, it also opens up some inroads possibly into that school to get some of their more highly rated players, assuming that he enjoys his experience. Arizona obviously did very well with Dorian Singer out of Chandler, wide receiver. So if you can get that with Trey Spivey, you're going to feel pretty good about the situation. All right. Now, one other guy, too, that I think has kind of slept, uh, been slept on a little bit here, and that's Brandon Johnson, running back out of Palmdale. 
you look at it and he's generally thought of as being somewhere in that, you know, top 80 in the state of California. But talking with some people, watching some tapes, seeing how fast he is, it wouldn't surprise anybody at all if he ends up being a high three-star kid and kind of a game-breaker type. He's small, about 5'9". He's about, what, 215? Or, excuse me, 215. He's about 180, but he has game-breaking possibilities right there. And we're going to talk a little bit coming up here in just a second about how all of these guys are going to fit in, and we're going to talk some Arizona women's basketball as well. But first, I've got to tell you a little bit about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is obviously a big deal. Very excited that they are now part of the Locked On family. So let's talk about it a little bit. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back to business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. So, you know, if you're getting tired of you know looking through periodicals or hoping somebody comes to your door, just go to LinkedIn. They'll take care of you. Now, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidate you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for the free at linkedin.com slash college. That's a linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now, let's talk about the great plan of, that is Jetfish on the other side. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, Jetfish, and uh, we got Jetfish here, and he's obviously looking to go with a pretty big, pretty big size right there. And I think the one thing that's exciting about it is you're going to have the skill guys. I think we know that you brought in one of the best wide receiver units in the entire country this past year, Jatora McMillan, Jacob Cowing, guys like that, Kevin Green. You can easily figure out that this is probably going to be a, a staff that's going to be able to recruit offensive skill guys. Don't think I'm really breaking any news right there. What you wonder about, though, is then the next step, beefing that up. And that's where everything kind of comes into play right there. And I think that's where it becomes fascinating because you got to be able to protect these players. You you get It's kind of like you get the shiny car, but there's no engine in it. The, the lines are the engine. Now, on the defensive line, You've got guys like you know a Sterling uh, Sterling Lane who's coming in here, but you need to get some more of those beef eaters up front on the defensive line. Arizona's still working on that. That's the hardest position in all of college athletics to recruit because there's so few of them because of how big they are, and they generally end up going to your Alabamas, your Clemsons, your schools like that. So, one thing that uh, one thing I will say is, Fish gets it. And that's an exciting that's an exciting proposition right here. Fish gets it. He understands the impact of recruiting. And again, it's up to him to be able to find out, you know, what to do with these players. Can he coach? What can he do? And I think we're all excited to find that one out as well. Now, one thing, if you wanted to bet on Jetfish, is there any other place you would go than Bet Online Sportsbook? Bet Online Sportsbook has been around forever. It's not going anywhere, and like we've talked about a million times, it's easy to use. That's what's exciting about it. I get all I get people all the time. Well, I don't really understand the sports book thing, and you know they look hard to use. No, 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 no. There is none of that with the Bet Online sports book. Absolutely none of that. It's easy to use, and you've got all the best props, all the best futures, everything in there. And it's not going anywhere. You got basketball and football coming up around the corner, but why not keep your feet wet with 
some of the options that you got right now going for the bet online sports book. Okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to talk some Arizona women's basketball. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Hope you all had a great weekend out there. All right. Arizona women's basketball now is Adia Barnes. If you don't know by now, well, I'm sure you do because you're smart. You're watching Locked On. Adia Barnes is a superstar. Adia Barnes understands it. She gets it. And I think what's fun about Adia Barnes is she's not beyond looking at herself and saying, you know, maybe I messed up. Maybe I needed to do something a little bit different with that team. There's none of that. She understands it, and she goes forward with that process. Now, you might say to yourself, what's the latest? So, one thing, last year, she obviously looked at her roster and said, I got, I got some players that can't play quite at this level or we're not on the same page. So, basically, nine players left the program from a team that was kind of fringe top 25 all year. And you knew that she had an idea of what she was doing because then immediately she brings in three transfers, one highlighted by Jane Lavelle out of ASU, averaged 17 a game, Esmarie Martinez out of West Virginia, six foot two, jack of all trades type. And then you've got also Lauren Fields out of uh, Oklahoma as well, who was able to average about 15 a game. She killed it there, and then as far as the normal recruiting class, you look at that and it speaks for itself. It's probably the best recruiting class in school history. Highlighted by Maya Naji, the best post player, the best recruit that Arizona has ever brought in, at least on paper. And then two world wing guards in Kaylin Gilbert and um, Paris Clark. Those are the players that are going to try to shift the boundaries a little bit of what Barnes had been working with and that I think she wants them to be athletic, run, but at the same time, I want to be able to impose my will. Now, how do you do something or how do you follow that up? You follow it up with a similar recruiting class, and she is well on her way to doing that one as well. Right now, you've got a team where you've got Montaya Du, six foot two, out of... Uh, um, six foot two, three, kind of a small forward, power forward, can play a little bit of each side. And then you got Bria Cunningham, who at six foot four is one of the top ten players in the nation. Both of these are top ten players in the country. So you're adding size here. You will think to yourself, well, she, Adia really loaded up with guards last time because we didn't even mention Lamaya Hilton out of Canada, who's a little bit more difficult to grade just because of where she's from. But you have her, you have Paris Clark, and you have, excuse me, and you have uh, Kaylin Gilbert. So that's your dynamic, those are your dynamic guards right there. Now, you obviously got Najee, you're bringing in a six foot four post in Cunningham, one of the top ten players in the nation, and in do a six foot two player that can do a little bit of everything, maybe into even a Sam Thomas type role. But the point is, Adia Barnes was able to regroup, realize that, you know what, last year's team was lacking in certain areas, it was a little bit deficient, and she was able to go out there and she was able to make up for that. And if you're an Arizona fan, you're thrilled that she's there because of what she was able to do. Okay, so really wanted to touch base here because there's been so much going on with recruiting, Arizona basketball, Arizona football, Arizona women's men, or women's basketball, but everybody out there needs to remember, this is a great time to be a Wildcat fan. Everything is headed in the right direction. The programs are doing really well. 
it's not like we're ASU and it's a sinking ship. So all I would say to everybody out there is be excited about the future because there is a lot of really good stuff coming for you. We will be back with you. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Locked on Wildcats.